Hey everybody, I hope you all are having an amazing Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Way of Life. Today I'm going to be covering protein, which is the difference between whey protein and cassian or casein, the difference between a concentrate and isolate, how much protein is the ideal amount for your body weight and activity, and the effect that having too much or too little protein can have on your body and your organs. According to NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine, the daily recommended dose or daily recommended value is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. This calculates to approximately 64 grams of protein per day for someone who weighs 80 kilograms or 176 pounds. For those that are in America and going by a pound system, you can take your body weight and calculate your body weight times 0.36. So you need 0.36 grams per pound, and that will give you an estimated daily rec- recommended daily allowance. So keeping in mind that that is your recommended daily allowance, that does not cover individuals that are training every day or have a uh, job with a high amount of activity. This is simply just what it takes to maintain a healthy diet for a somewhat active person that isn't overweight or underweight. Now, most of you that are listening to this podcast are active individuals or looking to be active individuals. So more props to you. Uh, That gram per kilogram or gram, gram per pound of body weight is what I would consider the bare minimum to survive, really. Um, Lots of times, recommended daily allowances, whether it's from the FDA or any type of organization, are normally leaning more toward the bare minimum. Or depending on the organization, you have to keep in mind their potential biases. So that, that number can greatly fluctuate depending on who you're getting your information from. I've always been told if you're training heavily, one to two grams per kilogram is kind of a sweet spot whether, and you can, you can fluctuate that number, you know, closer to one or closer to two, depending on your goals. Um, Whether you're trying to lose weight or gain weight, maintain, etc., Now, NASM actually posts in their blog, even though they say that the that 0.8 grams per kilogram is the RDA, they actually post in their blog and several other articles and you know you name it, 0.8 to 2.2 grams. So once again, that's kind of goes with who you're getting your info from and what their whole agenda is, I guess. But I've always found that it is best to read as many scientific journals and research documents that you can. Reading one research document is not an adequate, it's not an adequate source of information to just 
read read one thing and be like, well, that's what I'm sticking to. That's that's the fact. Blah blah blah. Um, there are a lot of you know experiments and studies that either are biased because they are performed by someone with an agenda or that is paid by a different organization to do the study. And there's also a lot of either incomplete studies or data. And so you just really, it's, it's a good idea to just constantly be reading and you can, you can find those for free online, but you can read different studies, different um, experimental results you know, stuff like that, that can kind of help you guide what is best for you. Now, growing up when I was uh, a teenager trying to put on weight and really hit the gym hard, I was told to do 1.1 to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight and then alter that based on my results. Um, If I'm doing one, one gram per pound and I'm working out real hard and I'm seeing good results, then there, then it's, it's working. You know, if, if you're doing two, two grams per day, I mean, if you're doing two grams per pound and you're gaining a substantial amount of fat, then your, your body's not being able to process it all and it's converting it into something that's, being stored in your body as fat or is being excreted through waste. Now on to the topic of how much you your body can actually use, process, absorb, what have you. If you're going from the scientific term of absorption, uh, which describes the passage of nutrients from your gut into systemic circulation, then Technically, your body's ability to absorb protein is virtually unlimited. Now, that is just going off of wordplay, for lack of a better term, because your your body cannot actually use an uh, unlimited amount of protein. So now that that is directly from the National Institutes of Health, which is a governmental website, and. Although scientific, it is misleading. So what people will do is take that information and say, oh, the uh, National Institutes of Health, which is a government site, says absorption of protein is unlimited. You can just eat as much protein as you want. No, uh, no side effects, no anything. You know, people run with that information. What, but what they're doing is almost, almost clickbaity. It's because they know that people will misinterpret and misuse that information. So purely from a scientific standpoint, yes, it is virtually unlimited, but your body will limit your absorption rate. Um, So just by Googling this, you can find that several, several different websites, I'm not going to list them, but you'll be able to see them where they're like, Oh, new studies have come out where they're, you know, there's stating that there's almost no limit to the amount of protein your body can absorb. Yeah. Well, your body can absorb. I mean, if you eat a hundred hot dogs, your body technically absorbed them. Um, your body's not going to use every single bit of that. You're probably either going to throw up or shit yourself. 
most studies have assessed, at least recently, that your body can absorb 10 to 15 grams of protein per hour. So therefore you can, you can deduce there's 24 hours in a time period. So that's going to be 240 to 360 grams of protein. Your body can absorb in a 24 hour period. Now going from that information, you can also through kind of like a common, you know, common sense type of perspective, although your body can technically absorb 240 to 360 grams of protein per 24 hour period, your body 99% of the time, 99% of the people is, are, are not going to be able to use that amount of protein. So although you are technically absorbing it, your body is processing it and trying to use it. If there's not a need for it, your body will either convert it into something else, uh, some other form of fuel, or will excrete it. I personally have been on, I wouldn't say diets, but I have i have changed my eating habits throughout the years. Um, I have had as little as 150 grams of protein in one day, and I've also had 300 grams of protein in one day on both both versions of dieting, I guess, I have seen strength gains. I've seen muscular growth. I've seen fat loss, like you name it. It all comes down to the intelligence of your body. Everybody's body is pretty freaking intelligent. If it's lacking in one area, it will pull from another area. So if you're, if you're trying to gain weight and maybe Maybe you're like me and you're often, often hungry, almost always hungry, almost. Um, I can eat a full meal and sometimes within 15 to 30 minutes, I'm hungry again, or at least my brain is telling my stomach that it's hungry again. You can ignore these feelings and obviously not eat. But if you're trying to gain weight and your meals are healthy, Maybe even if you have a set amount of macros and you haven't hit those set of, set amount of macros, eat again. Like who gives a shit? You're you're trying to gain weight or gain muscle, what what have you? Um, but not all people's body is like that, where they're almost always hungry. Some some people just naturally have a low appetite, and some people have a low appetite and a high metabolism. And they're like, well, I'm a hard gainer. I'm naturally lean. I'm lanky, you know, whatever, what what have you. That is, I mean, partly to do with genetics and partly to do with your choices, you know. Um, if you know that you're trying to gain weight and, you're, and gain muscle, say you're, I'm going to throw it out there, 150-pound male, we'll say you're 16, and you're trying to gain weight or, you know, the age doesn't really matter. Say you're 22. It doesn't like whatever you're trying to gain weight. You every day you eat three meals. Oh, now you're probably eating two meals and we'll say you skip breakfast, you eat lunch and you eat dinner, but you're eating for lunch. You're eating a lunchable and for dinner, you're having whatever your parents are cooking you. Um, 
and you're probably eating a small portion at dinner. So obviously if you're trying to gain weight or gain muscle, nutrition is key. I mean, that very common sense wise, that is your, your problem area. I guess you would say it's not, not really a problem. You're healthy. You're, you're hopefully have a good life, you know, and you're living. So obviously you can look at your diet and not all can do this. That's why it's, if you can afford, afford to have a coach or a nutritionist help you out, even if it's just for a little bit, it's oftentimes worth it. You know, even if it's just to, to help you, from a knowledge standpoint, obviously you can you can look at your diet. I'm not eating breakfast. I'm eating a shitty lunch, and I'm eating a small portion for dinner. Well, starting breakfast, have a better quality lunch. Start with that. Don't even worry. Don't even worry about the fitness aspect, like because lots of people jump in. I've said it before, but lots of people say I'm going to completely change my life. I'm going to. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get ripped, you know, like they're 50 pounds overweight and they're going from drinking soda, you know, having 200 mil, 200 grams of sugar a day and eating poor quality food and not working out at all to saying, well, I'm going to work out five days a week and I'm going to change my diet to ABC and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and blah, blah, blah. And you end up burning yourself out or, um, even just seeing results in the first couple weeks and just quitting, you know, because you're, you've, you've basically burned yourself out. So it goes the same way for a guy that's trying to gain weight. You need to start off regardless of what change you're trying to have, whether you're trying to lose weight, gain weight, lose fat, gain muscle, maintain, whatever. It's always best in my opinion to make gradual life changes. I know it's kind of corny or whatever. A lot of people have been preaching this, but in my opinion, not enough people are preaching it or not enough people are actually like grasping the idea. Um, if you're 150 pounds and you're trying to gain the weight and gain the muscle, whatever, up, even if it's just increasing your bench max or whatever, you need to make gradual changes that are going to positively affect you. This is in the gym. This is outside of the gym. You could be doing everything right and getting three hours of sleep a night. You're going to, you're going to stunt your growth. Not, not literally like overall as a human, but you will not see as positive of effects as you will from exercise and healthy diet without adequate amount of sleep. So you find what you're, you analyze what you're lacking in and make gradual changes. Maybe you're eating, you feel like you're eating three healthy balanced meals a day and you're like, well, I'm not gaining muscle. Eat some more, eat a fourth meal, drink two more protein drinks in between, you know, meal one protein drink, meal two protein. Oh, and this is in between. I'm sorry. Meal, you know, breakfast in between breakfast and lunch, a protein drink. Lunch, in between lunch and dinner, protein drink, dinner, maybe even a snack afterward, like whatever it takes, you know, and just you're going to have to play with it because one, you're not a scientist. 
two, most scientists don't have every, all of this down anyways. So you're going to have to learn your body, learn what your body reacts best to go with that. The gradual increase, that's, you will always win with a gradual increase. I know I kind of went on a tangent there, um, but it's, it needs to be said. Um, the difference between whey protein and cassian, I have said it before on the podcast, but it does not help hurt to say it again. Um, whey protein is just, I'm going to keep this real simple. Whey protein is a faster absorbed faster cassian, cassian, whatever is not. Um, it is, it is absorbed, but it is a much pro much more prolonged absorption. So if lots of people like to take I'm going to look that up if it's Cassian or Cassian. That's bothering me. Hold on a second. All right. I am back. Um, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. It's Cassian. So anyways, Cassian protein is absorbed at a much slower absorption rate. So a lot of people like to take Cassian protein before bed. Not Not necessarily directly before bed, but if you're... I mean, maybe you're waking up in the middle of the night with, with hunger pains or you're waking up early because of it. Maybe casein is the way to go. Um, me personally, I've always just done whey. I've always eaten a lot, you know? Um, so, I mean, ever since middle school, early high school, I've kind of been on the bigger side in comparison to other guys in my age group. I'm not exceptionally tall or anything, but I've just always had a good appetite. So I did a very similar thing to, you know, like if I, when I was trying to gain weight and I needed uh, extra protein, I would do two to three protein drinks a day just because it's convenient. It's easy to bring with you. The whole, the whole point, like point is like doing what you need to do. So if you have to put, get, get two little shaker cups and put a scoop or two of protein in each one and that's it. And then you find a water fountain at school when, when you need the protein drink and in between class, you fill it full of water, shake it up and chug it. And then you go to class and then later on you eat lunch. And then after lunch do the same thing. I mean, shit, it, and everybody knows protein drinks taste worse with water, but it's like, just do what you got to do. Cause it's, it's too complicated and shit to be carrying around milk or trying to keep stuff cold. At least for me, I'm very, keep it as simple as possible. So it's as easy as possible and it's as quick as possible. So that's, that's the way I would do it. Not everybody wants to do that. I get it. Bring some milk with you. That's, that's cold. Buy an extra milk at the uh, cafeteria. If they let you, I know they kind of have some weird ass pet peeves about milk up, up at school now. So just figure out what you got to do and do it once again, (laughs) tangent. Sorry about that. But, uh, casein protein, slower absorption rate. Most people just stick with whey. Like if you go to uh, any, whether it's a GNC or an, even an online protein supplier, you're nine times out of 10, it's going to be way. Now, in regards to having 
a high protein diet, can you have too much protein? And what effect does too much protein have on you if you have too much? The simple answer to that is yes, you can have too much protein. As I stated earlier in the episode, you can have um, just like the simple form of too much is just having more protein than your body can actually use. Um, now from more of a medical standpoint, you can have negative side effects of having too much protein. That's why you, you have to play with it. You know, having too much protein, I mean, we'll just, we'll go crazy. Five grams per pound, you know, that's going to be too much protein. Like you're, you're just not going to be able to use it. Um, but we'll say you're doing five grams per pound, you know, and I mean, the, the negative side effects are bad breath, headache, and constipation. Those are the most noticeable stuff. Um, bad breath, really, if you brush your tongue really good and stuff, you're not going to, you're not going to see that side effect. Um, and whatever, chew some gum. Um, the headache, the headache is real. Um, I've had headaches from too much protein, but it's also protein and hydration go hand in hand. Um, really, really with any type of nutrition, even if you're like on a high carb diet for some reason or something, um, you need a lot of hydration. That is why you see bodybuilder. Um, one of the reasons you see bodybuilders with like gallons of water, um, they're on high protein diets. They also have most of the time they have PEDs in their system. Hydration is key. Um, but anyways, bad breath, headache, constipation, the hydration is also going to help with the constipation. But as anyone can tell you, that's had a high protein for high protein diet for a consistent amount of time, you are going to have a harder time pooping. So, um, stick with that hydration and, and you should be good. Um, yeah. And obviously if you're, if you're having, um, having problems in the bathroom, then lower your protein, you know, like that's, that's a sign from your body, common sense sign from your body that something's off, you know, too much protein, not enough water, maybe both, whatever change course and move onward. Um, now, according to the Mayo Clinic, they also claim that these foods may increase high protein foods may increase your risk of heart disease and can increase your low density, uh, low density, uh, lipoprotein LDL cholesterol, which is considered your bad cholesterol. I personally think if you're a male, I mean, like keep, keep it simple, you know, you're trying to keep your protein somewhere between 10 and 35% of the calories that you consume. Also, according to the Mayo Clinic, that would be 200 to 700 calories of a 2000 calorie diet. Um, I haven't been on a 2000 calorie diet for a very long time. Um, just at work, I, I walk slash jog over 10 miles a day normally. Um, I do jobs outside of my normal job. I work out, I chase kids around, I play with dogs, blah, blah, blah. I need more than 2000 calories a day. Therefore that 10 to 13, I mean, 
10 to 35% number, you know, the equation of it being uh, 200 to 700 calories, it's obviously going to be more protein for me. That's going to about wrap it up for uh, this episode of Way of Life. Uh, I appreciate everybody's support. I appreciate you sharing this with a friend if you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out on Instagram or on the hotline. The hotline is in the description below. You can text the hotline if you do not feel comfortable leaving a voice message. That's cool. Um, If you have questions you want answered on the podcast, you can submit them to the hotline. Also submit guests that you would enjoy hearing from on the podcast. I'm going to try and get back into having a lot more uh, podcast guests. Those are my favorite to do. And they, in my opinion, are the most entertaining. But once again, thank y'all so much. Um, If y'all won the shirts on the Instagram giveaway, congratulations. Those have been mailed out, and I believe all four people got them. Keep an eye out for any future giveaways or whatever. I'm going to be doing those in the future for sure. So feel free to follow the Instagram, which is where you'll find all of that information. And that is at Way of Life Podcast. Thank you all once again. Uh, Rate and review it. Share it with a friend. Talk to you all later. Bye.